welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on a Sensational Saturday. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. I'm Harold Herring and that is my fine wife, Beth. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God every morning. Every morning we are sharing a scripture, 365 in the Bible. Yes. To say, do not be afraid or don't have fear. Or fear not. Or fear not, yeah. Point being is that we think that it is imperative that we get it down in our spirits that God says, do not be afraid. He has us. Today, today, February 4th, Harold has more to say about that. I do. Deuteronomy 3.22. 3.22 says, Do not be afraid of them. The Lord, the God, your God himself will fight for you. Hallelujah. The Lord, your God himself will fight for you. Think of that. That's All right. amazing. Hallelujah. <coughs> and glory to God. Amen. So today, in the name of Jesus, we're going to talk about this being a 50... 50 years, 11 months, until we celebrate our 51st wedding anniversary. <laughs> My husband has reminded me every day this week, Saturday yep. being today, obviously. 50 years and 11 months. That's it. So he is gone. Glory, hallelujah. But we, lest we get carried away. Okay. Um, we're you know, today. one of the, uh, what we're going to talk about today are things for for men and for and women. women. Now, it sounds like it's just men, but it's not. So it's uh, men take heart. and women. It's a rainbow word mm. for men and women. He was, my husband was thinking about our anniversary and it looking just, over some stuff and came up with a backlog of emails and direct messages. On Facebook, uh-huh. and I was reminded of a host some time ago that really blessed Many me. Many years ago, really. The lady wrote, I love how you always honor your wife. If you read anything that I've written or heard me speak or mm-hmm. listening to my MP3s or DVDs or even on daily phone calls, you know that I always refer to Beth as my fine wife. And like we just said, 50 years and 11 months ago today. You know, I was speaking once in our oldest son's church some years ago. When about 30 minutes into the service, I stopped practically mid-sentence. When I looked into my wife's beautiful blue eyes, I said, baby, you ought to be a parking ticket because you got fine written all over you. Only my husband <laughs> could make me a parking re- ticket. That's it. <clears throat> the really great and glorious news. Say she is fine. Not just because of how she looks and speaks, but her fineness is much deeper. It's in her heart. My wife, without question, most remarkable woman in the world. You know, I remember, honey, and I know you do too, when I was speaking in Fort Lauderdale, Florida one Saturday, because you were with me. That's right. And... uh I was reading, relating the story about you being my fine wife, ought to be a parking ticket. And needless to say, everybody got a big laugh out of it. After the meeting, a distinguished-looking lady walked up 
to you and to me and said, Brother Harold, I'm a superior court judge. And Sister Bev, you need to know that in my court, fines have to be paid. We still laugh about that. Oh, yeah. You're probably wondering <laughs> why I'm writing this today. Truthfully, it started flowing out as I was reading Ephesians 5, 25 and 26. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. I've thought about my fine wife and how much I love her. Truth be told, I hadn't always made it easier, easy for her to love me, but she has. And it would be naive to think that we developed this relationship overnight, took years of commitment to see things through. Now, the church hasn't always made it easy for Christ to love it, mm. but he has. I remember years ago hearing a sermon by a prophet entitled Leave to Cleave. On this one particular night, honey, you remember you and I were two of four Caucasians in this church conference filled with about somewhere between 500 African Americans. During his sermon, the prophet said, and I'll never forget this, if a black man's in a boat with his mom and his wife, one person has to be thrown overboard to keep the boat from sinking. Who would you throw overboard, your mama or your wife? And the prophet said, the typical black man would throw his wife overboard because you always get another wife, but he only has one mama. The room was filled with laughter. I've thought about that statement in the near 25 years since I first heard it said. And while his answer was funny, he was making a strong point. I don't know anybody else, but if I was confronted that choice, I'm going overboard. Not my wife, not my mama, but me. John 15, 13, 15, 13, classic amplified. No one has greater love. No one has shown stronger affection than to lay down, give up his own life for his friends. According to Sean's concordance, the word lay down means to place, put down, or set. In other words, laying down and giving up your life for someone else is much more than a final act before your last breath. For most men, the most painful thing they've ever had laid out is not their lives, but the remote control for the TV and DVD player. That's something that calls some men mental anguish. Now, you may be smiling or laughing, but you know what I'm saying is true. When a husband makes an error in judgment or a bad decision of any kind, moral, financial, otherwise, many wives lay down their lives, thoughts, and feelings for the good of the marriage. I have to be careful. I'll get way off this subject. Men, I happen to be addressing you here because I know best how men think. Ephesians 5, 25 to 28. 5, 25, 28 message Bible is definitely an illuminating passage of Scripture. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness, and that is how husbands ought to 
all to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. The phrase says it all. Husbands, go all, go all out in love for your wives. Well, what does it mean to go all out for someone? It means to put their interest ahead of your own when it's convenient or not. It means being more concerned about what they think than what anybody else thinks. It means you learn to accept or at least tolerate the personal preference, preferences of a loved one simply because it makes them happy. So we, <clears throat> we feel like you're getting probably the picture here. The scripture says everything he does and says is to bring out the best, bring the best out of her. I, I heard a phrase, we talked about it the other day, a couple days ago, we heard where it says, be careful about criticizing your spouse's choice because you are one of them. <laughs> and that's so exactly, true. you know, <laughs> what every man, every woman really should be doing for their their spouse. But the point is, is the what Harold's saying today is that's what Christ is doing for the church and is the husband doing it for the wife. That is the... That is the um, analogy that the Bible makes. When he genuinely compliments me, he brings out the best in me. When he tells me that I look great or amazing, <clears throat> he brings out the best in me. When he tells me you are my best friend, he brings out the best in me. When he likes to hold my hand in public, he tells everybody that he values that relationship with me. You know, when he lifts me up, instead of putting me down in front of others, he brings out the best in me and truthfully says a lot about himself. Yes, he does. So, when we're faithful to somebody in word and deed, we bring out the best in them. Yes. When we bring out the best of our husband or wife, it also brings out the best in us. Very Ephesians 6.8, in a way. Yeah. The scripture says they're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. Genesis 2.24 mm, says this, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Which is where this uh, evangelist or prophet really was speaking back years ago. The contemporary English version of Genesis 2.24 says, That's why a man will leave his own father and mother, he marries a woman, and the two of them become like one person. You need to notice, really, that the scripture says the husband and wife become one person. <clears throat> it is particularly, well, ignorant for a husband to put his wife down in front of other people, friends, relatives, or even total strangers. When he puts him her down, he's really, in effect, putting himself down. Yes. So <clears throat> the point of it is, is... You know, it, it really reflects, and we can remember people really from years ago who did that very thing, and it still sticks in the back of your mind. Yes, it does. About what kind of a person this is who would stand in front of other people and put their spouse down without even thinking twice about it. And a lot of people notice, wasn't just us. So the point of it is, is what we thought to be, you know, we've... Uh, it's, it's ignorance gone to seed, and sometimes people will accept, and sometimes they will not accept the correction on those things. But the point of it is, is um, we are we are to love and cherish one another. 
You know, and if you got and what I was always told years ago was if you got something nice to say, say it in public. And if you got something that you need to bring up, you know, then yeah. bring it up, you know, in the privacy of a relationship at the right time if God is. You remember that guy who was a friend of ours <clears throat> and was criticizing his wife in front of other people. I found the right moment and I brought it up to him and he wasn't happy about what I said. And since then, he chooses not to enjoy the pleasure of my company. And that's okay. I did what I felt was right to help a brother in the Lord. He's going to be held <coughs> accountable for his actions, not me. The principle of being one flesh is found throughout the scriptures. Ephesians 5.31, 5.31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife. And the two shall be one flesh. In Ephesians 5.32, in the Living Bible it says, I know this is hard to understand, but it's an illustration of the way we're parts of the body. You have a brother Harold, you don't know my wife. That's right. I may not know her, but God does. If you begin to treat your wife the way Christ treats his bride, the church, you will witness the most amazing transformation that you've ever witnessed. An extreme makeover. That's and right. guess what? It starts with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, ladies, even though the men have been addressed, we obviously know this is a two-way street. We have, um, well, the point being, wow, that we have run out of time. I can't believe we're about out of time. I know. <clears throat> but the point is, really, it's Perhaps. a two-way street. And, and we really need to know that how we treat one another is crucially important. And, you know, even if you're not being treated right, the point is you need to, it, there's not a reason to reciprocate negative. You you leave it in the Lord's hands and he hmm, you know, will straighten things out. <clears throat> because only, we only, we don't fall to the lowest common denominator. And I know we're out of time, but I want to say this. You're not only my best friend, you're now my best advisor. And the time in, in my life that I learned to put a greater value on your opinion, things started getting better for us. The point that the most important point on all of this is a scriptural point of view. I say scriptural, spiritual point of view. The enemy does whatever he can to keep two from agreeing because agreement of two people is powerful. Yes. And especially a husband and a wife. Amen. Very powerful. Hallelujah. We went a little longer, but we needed to be said. Wow. Hallelujah. Well, until tomorrow morning at 8.30, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.